It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 6.07 on a Saturday morning. It's Lawn and Garden I'm Walter Reeves at Georgia Gardener. I'm here to help you be more successful in your landscape or to avoid doing things you don't want to do in your landscape. You choose when you call. We'll work it out between us. And remember, you do not have to tell us your real name. You do not have to tell us your real place of uh, calling from. You can tell us anything you want to. You don't have to know the name of the plant you're calling about. If you were to say that, that green thing, that green thing in my yard is just not doing like I think it ought to, just give us a call. It's fun. It's fun to figure things out on Saturday mornings. One of the things to should be pretty obvious to most everybody, at 37 degrees outside, it's time to bring plants in. The Boston fern that you've had uh, swinging on the front porch for the past three or four months, that Boston fern needs to come in. If you had, uh, let's see, a Meyer lemon outside, it needs to come in. If you have uh, uh, Christmas, Christmas cactus, that needs to come in as well. A lot, of, a lot of these plants, if you get down to the 40 degree mark, they are going to be unhappy outside. They won't freeze. Citrus, for instance, the Meyer lemon generally will not freeze at 37 degrees, but when it gets down to 32, 30 degrees, the Meyer lemon is not going to be very happy. One of the things that I did this past week, just to make sure that I had done it before the cold weather really got here in, in earnest, is to make cuttings of my Confederate rose. And you know what Confederate rose is. It's a tall sort of, as we used the word last weekend, a sprangly plant. <laughs> a sprangly plant can be, oh heck, 6 to 10, maybe even 12 feet tall. A big plant, but individual canes come up from the ground. Pretty flowers. Flowers start out white in the morning, turn pink in the afternoon, red in the evening. And a lot of people like it and like to have it in their landscape. It's sort of a coarsely textured plant, so you don't have it in the front. You have it sort of in the back of your landscape, Confederate rose. And it can freeze completely in Georgia, sometimes all the way to the roots and not come back. And sometimes just it freezes the top down. Mostly that's what happens. It freezes the top down, and then it comes back from the roots every spring. But just in case, just for an insurance policy, many people will take cuttings from their Confederate rose and root them during the wintertime. So just in case it freezes all the way to the ground and nothing comes up, they'll have a plant to plant in the spring. All right, easy to do. And I have that situation in my case. I have a Confederate rose across the street from me, and it is one that I got when my mother passed away and my siblings asked me if I would take cuttings from her Confederate rose and make a plant and give to them when I rooted them during the wintertime. I said I would. So I rooted a lot of them, gave them to my siblings, and one of my siblings, didn't, it didn't do very well in their landscape. It died in their landscape. And so he asked me, he said, you know, do you have any more of those cuttings of Mama's Confederate rose? And I said, sure, across the street. I planted a bunch that I had in my house, the ones left over from giving to the siblings, I planted it across the street in Gus's front yard. My neighbor Gus is 
tolerant of me planting things wherever I want to in his yard. And sometimes he has to ask me, Walter, did you plant this? Or is this a weed? Walter, where did this plant come from? So I had a Confederate rose across there. And I took cuttings. That's easy to do this past week. Cut pieces of the stem about 12 inches long. Knock the leaves off. Clip the leaves off. And then put them into a vase of water about six inches deep. So the bottom six inches of the cutting is in the water. And the top six inches is out of the water. I have a little greenhouse in my sunroom that I can have fluorescent grow lights above things that I'm growing in there during the wintertime. And so I put these cuttings in the water underneath the light. And over the next, I don't know, three, four weeks, maybe you'll get lots of little green leaves at the top of the cutting, lots of big, white, long, sprangly roots coming out of the bottom of the cutting. And I'll have, by springtime, a nice, oh, I'll have five or six of these little things will root in the water, and I can plant them or give them to my sibling who does not have one now and make sure that everybody in my family has a cutting of my mother's Confederate rose. Easy to do. If you have questions about how to do that, how to propagate other plants, whether it be roses or African violets, whatever you have, you want to propagate it, give me a call, 404-872-0750. I know J.D. calls, he'd be here in just a minute. He wants to talk about fescue seed. Hey, I don't know who we're talking to. Our friend Nicole from down in Griffin, Georgia. Hey, Nicole, good morning. Mr. Reeves. Hey, Nicole, good morning. Long time no talk. Long time no talk. It was your problem. I, you're supposed to call in. If you don't call in, we don't talk. No, because uh, we have a lot of work, and usually I'm always in Nashville or Charlotte. Driving, 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 driving. Someplace, someplace. So what's on your mind this morning, Nicole? I was thinking about this confederate roses. Yeah. Uh, he is a monster, isn't he? No. He can't be a monster. Confederate rose. Yeah, because yeah. it gets so big, big and big, if big. it's yeah, if it's a full sun and uh, but it's amazing to see the flowers changing colors. Yeah. Isn't it? You, I've told you before the story about why those flowers change color. Have I told you that, Nicole? Mm-hmm. Say that again. Have I told you why the flowers change color? Uh, uh, say it again. The flowers on the Confederate rose change color for a certain reason. Have I told you why? No. Well, it's because of impure thoughts. Oh. Well, so if you have one and you go and you look at it in the morning, the white flower comes out pure white. That's lovely. That's what it should look like. And then during the day, if you think of your boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other, for just a minute, think about how nice it would be to be hugging them, give them a little smooch maybe. That will cause the white flower of a Confederate rose to turn pink. It hears you. It listens to you. It listens to you like your, like your smartphone does. And then, in the afternoon, Nicole, if you think of an old episode of uh, Sex in the City, where you think of somebody that you really think is a really handsome guy, a beautiful woman, and you think about that for a minute, and you're near your Confederate rose, it'll turn red. So that's how you know, Nicole, that people are thinking impure thoughts near their Confederate rose is when they tra- pass by and change the color of the flower. Okay. I like something <laughs> today. <laughs> so keep it clean around the Confederate rose. That's what we say. Uh, 
Uh, talking about tropical, I have, a, <laughs> <laughs> I have a bird of paradise, and I left him outside last night. Oh. I bet he will not be happy. He's not happy. I bet it didn't freeze. I mean, it's only 37 right now, so it hadn't been cold enough to cause ice crystals in the tissue of the plant. So I doubt the bird of paradise froze, but it is not happy. No, because uh, if you put some water on it, they're not too bad, you know, yeah. but let them de- be uh, dehydrated, yeah. then they don't like it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I bet uh, a lot of people like me, uh, like our house, uh, like a jungle, <laughs> it's because sometimes we, we plant too much and we don't want to give them away. Um, boy, you said, oh, I have too many. So uh, do a good deed. Give it to the church or the uh, school. Or tropical just like to be tight to. You have to reproduce the environment. Yeah, so my, my, my engineer, Nicole, Jason Byers, my engineer, will not be able to take a bath in their bathtub for oh. another three, four months, Jason. It'll be about that before he can take a bath because he takes all of his outdoor plants and puts them in the bathroom where it's nice and humid and warm and everybody's happy. Except Jason and his lovely wife, who are going to have to take sponge baths, I guess, for the night. How do you clean yourself, Jason, if you have everything in the bathtub? We have two. Oh, that's smart. Oh, a big bath- bathtub. Yeah, he got two bathtubs, so he uses one for his nursery and greenhouse, and uses the other for cleaning himself and sometimes their pets. So I guess that works. Yes. Am I in the newspaper now? Yeah, uh, you are in the newspaper once in a while. You were on the radio four, one, two, three, four weeks ago, three weeks ago. I mentioned you specifically on the radio, Nicole. All right, all right. All I right. thanked you. In fact, I thanked you at the Radio Hall of Fame induction uh, ceremony. I was down in LaGrange, and they inducted myself and O'Neill Williams into the Georgia Radio Hall of Fame. And in the conversation at the end where I thanked you know my, my nominees, I thank my listeners and my callers, and one of the people I thanked was you. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Is a lot of people there? Oh, man, yeah, a lot. A couple hundred, yeah. Big crowd. They come from everywhere? All over Georgia. Stations that, frankly, Nicole, stations that you never hear of here in metro Atlanta because they're from way down south in Albany and and Valdosta, north in Blairsville, and, you know, little bitty stations that serve their community so well. But you in the metro area never hear them because they're just not powerful enough to the signal to get into us. But there's lots of great radio stations around the state that serve their community, that serve news and community, you know, tidbits, and they do a great job. Yeah, because it don't take long because I was in the rest area uh, starting uh, in Georgia yesterday. Yeah. 95.5, I could not get it, and it took maybe only 20 miles after I could uh, get it. You know, last week, Nicole, we had a caller from Ontario, Canada. On the phone? He was listening to me on the radio, on his uh, truck radio, his long-distance truck driver like you, and he uh, was listening to me up in Canada. Yeah, we have those special radio. You can hear uh, them. Uh, I used to go in Charlotte and hear from from uh, Canada too. He was speaking French, and I said, "Wow, oh. those radio are different in the truck than uh, regular radio." So when you hear someone speaking French, can you understand them still? Oh yes, oh, yes. <laughs> you ever talk to them? Call people in in French-speaking parts of the country and ask them questions in French. Yes, uh, yes, because uh, our language, uh, like in the middle of the night, yeah. it's always the first language that comes first for some reason, you know. And uh, huh. 
you build your between zero and five, you build your language. So uh, you, after a while, you don't have to force yourself, right. Right. but it comes naturally at night to uh, speak your first language. For some huh. All right, the brain is different at night, I think. I know mine is. Mine is usually asleep and not speaking any language at all, except in my <laughs> dreams once in a while. Once in a while, I've had a dream in another language, which I studied German in college, and so I would once in a while have a language and have a dream in German, but wouldn't be able to understand anybody else but me. I could speak perfect German, but they spoke it too, but I didn't understand it. So oh, very funny, Mr. All right, well, look, we got to look at the clock here at 619. we got to go, Nicole. It is great talking to you. Great to hear from you again. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your day as well. It's 619, and we'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. Choose these songs, Jason. They always have a little, a little setup at the beginning. Um, what is a short? I'm wearing a really short skirt and a whole lot of trouble, or something like that. <laughs> these songs. I like a lot of random music, and true. who doesn't like "Float On" by Modest Mouse? True that. True that. A little random music here on the Lawn and Garden Show, and a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Today, sunny, breezy, high of 50, low of 34 degrees tonight. <laughs> Sunday, more clouds, late night showers, perhaps high of 53, low of 41 on Sunday. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And my friend J.D. joins us right this morning. Hey, J.D. J.D. Yes, hey, man, how you doing? Great, but you know, I always thought it was you who chose those songs. No, it's Jason. I wouldn't know anything <laughs> about those songs. Jason gets them. Jason, you, man. You, you, you know, I love Nicole. Now she knows exactly just how important she is to us listeners. She is very important. She has a fan club. She has people who ask about where she has been and if she's not on. And you know, exactly, the, exactly. Just like you are, JD. I mean, you're a regular caller, and so you're part of the environment too. <laughs> Thank you, sir. You know, speaking of another important person, Miss Ashley Frasca. Ashley wow, Frasca. you know, wow. she is a very, very nice person. In fact, I, I told her most people who are in the radio, like as she is, yeah. they sound so unhuman, and they don't sound <laughs> as nice as she does. I, I just want to ask you, Walter, is what? she always this nice and kind? There's not been a day of work with her in the six or seven years we've worked together that she has been anything other than nice and kind and happy. Wow, that's amazing. She is. Well, who knows? Yeah, who I knows? Hope she how do we, we do it? What's on your mind as far as gardening goes, JD? Well, uh, I want to ask you about. My, I know it's late now. Is it? Mm. Can I put my fescue seeds down now? I know it's going to get cold here in the next yeah. year. So. But you know, the great thing is that soil temperatures, JD, are still high enough that I think you can get fescue seeds germinate. Now, the thing is, it'll be sort of. Uh, sporadic, let's put it that way. It'll be not right. as fast as it would be if you had done it back when the soil was warmer. 
but I think uh -huh. that if you put the seed down now, yes, it will sprout. Yes, it will come up, and it'll be little tufts here and tufts there, but soon they'll all catch up with each other, and you'll have a nice-looking lawn by the end of December, more than likely. Thanks for calling, J.D. we got to go now. got a hard out here at 628. We'll be back after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 635, 636 on a Saturday morning, 37 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, your Georgia gardener, here to help you be more successful in your landscape and reminding you that if you're gardening and it's not fun, then stop. Don't do it. If it's not fun, if it's not something interesting that you do every day or do every other day or do every week, and it's just not fun, do something else. If you need to ask me what to do for fun else otherwise than garden, I have several suggestions for you. DJ Indicator joins us. Hey, DJ, good morning. Uh, good morning, sir. How, how uh, can for, I help you, DJ? Well, for the last few years, the lawn and garden guys have been blowing and piling pine straw and leaves around trunks of trees, yeah. and it looks uh, beginning to look a little lazy-like. Uh, <laughs> is, that, is that a good thing to do? Or, and it, well, some, some of them we, we bag, of course, yeah. but is that a good thing to do after four or five years, leave them there? If it gets really tall, a big mound of leaves around the trunk of the tree, a lot of the professional landscapers call that volcano mulching because the tree comes out of the top of the mound like a volcano erupting from the mound of, of a mountain, and it's bad for the tree. If you cool. want to point out to your landscaper friends or anybody else that you see doing it, it's bad for the tree. The moisture that the mulch holds against the base and the bark of the tree can deteriorate it, number one. It is a place for creatures to hide and chew on the bark of the tree, number two. And it, to me, just doesn't look right. That's not the yep. way nature does things, is to right. pile leaves against the trunk of a tree. So, right. no, don't do it. Okay. So move those and bag them up and uh, get them into the... Um, do we move uh, them the county? Uh, county, city, yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll recycle them and do things with them that they're supposed to do. And, uh, DJ, it's no problem to have mulch around a tree but it just doesn't, be, doesn't need to be piled up against the trunk. If it's, uh, oh, 12 inches away from the trunk, just sort of bare ground from the mulch into the trunk, that's fine. Just not so thick, not so high, not touching the trunk. Oh, good. And there's a, there's a tree in my yard, and the leaves are about as big as a palm, yeah. your hand, yeah. hand palm. What, what type of tree is that, please? Ooh, let me think. You see them everywhere. Tulip poplar? Could be a popular. Could be a popular. Go, go look and see if the leaves look like a tulip flower. That would be a tulip poplar. Okay. Um, and if you want some more options of me to name it, DJ, you know I have a little service on my website called yes. Name That Plant. And you can take a picture and upload it, and I'll tell you what it is. All right. All right. Thank you, sir. It's great talking to you, DJ. Thanks for calling. We've got Ray in Powder Springs who joins us. Hey, Ray, good morning. Good morning, Alden. What you got, Ray? I have a couple of... Uh, t taking a couple of cuttings off of a friend of mine's uh, large spider plant. Yeah. And they took off real good, but all of a sudden they're, they're, the tips, of, some of the leaves are turning kind of black. Yeah. And kind of curling up a little bit. Is there a problem with it? Uh, is it transplanted or something? One of the things I'm curious about, Ray, is how big was your friend's spider plant to begin with? 
the one I took the cuttings off of? Yeah, how big was it? Oh, Lord, it was huge. <laughs> that's, that's usually the way people describe their friend's spider plant or their grandmother's spider plant. It's always, oh, man, it was really big. It's in the corner of the room. It's colored oh, the whole thing. Yeah, this thing has, yeah. Big plant. Yeah. And that, that's why, of course, they want to give you cuttings off of it because they got to trim it somehow, and they don't want to throw things away. So they say, hey, Ray, hey, Ray, you want a little cutting? How about two? Five, Ray? I got five right here just with your name on it. Yeah. Um, how did you plant them, Ray, when you got them off his plant? Uh, I stuck them in water for a little while, then I transplanted them in some potting soil. Okay, and generally I have success with just clipping it off of the, of the donor plant, let's call it, and mashing it into damp potting soil, no water stage at all, just sort of mash it in and keep it moist for the first couple of weeks. You want that bottom bottom part that's uh, sort of in the center of the leaves sticking out from it. You want to stay that to keep that moist enough so that the um, tissue down there is stimulated to make roots to go down into the soil. So okay. it sounds to me like, Ray, it may have dried out just a little bit somewhat, somehow. If they continue to dry out, I frankly would pick them up, throw them away, call to your friend again and say, hey, you can give me those spider plant cases. Let me have a couple more here. I need a few more. And oh, okay. in that case, just get a little pot, a little four-inch pot, fill it with pot, potting soil, make it moist, and then stick it, sort of mash it in the middle so it cuts, touches the soil very tightly and water it a couple of times and see if that doesn't root better for you. Okay. Sounds right. good. Thank you. Enjoy your program. Hey, Ray, thanks for calling. Great question this morning. Appreciate you calling. We've got Mike and McDonough who joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, how you doing? I'm uh, all right. I'm about, my, I'm about to move my citrus trees in the garage yeah. uh, for the winter today, yeah. and I heard you on a show saying that spider mites do not like water, and it's always a constant fight with those yeah. stupid things. Yeah. Should I should I be misting the leaves of the trees every few days, or any other tips you got for me? Um, before you take them in, I know you probably have already got them in the garage, but one tip is Not to yet. spray them good before you get them in with some miticide. If you can go to the garden store and spray with an oil miticide or any other chemical miticide, so they kill as many as you can while it's outdoors and not making such a mess and smell inside. Um, and then when you're inside, you're right. Spider mites don't like to be wet. They like it dry, dry and warm. Woo. And that's what a garage many times is or a greenhouse. And so inside, if you can somehow spray underneath the leaves, because you know that's where they live, if you spray underneath the leaves somehow and keep it nice and wet once or twice a week, then that makes spider mite populations decline. They don't like it underneath there. They can't reproduce as well as they could when it's dry and warm. So keep them wet as you can. It's the miticide that you're talking about different than just the, the neem oil combination? There are other like the chemical kind of things. things. I think... Um, Bayer. Is it Bayer that has a nice miticide? There's one, there's a, it's called 3-in-1 Insect Disease and Mite Control, I believe, that Bayer, or now BioAdvance is a new name, uh, sells. And I <clears throat> got a bottle of that a couple of years ago, and I spray under the leaves as best I can during the winter when the uh, when my Meyer Limit is indoors. And that's safe if there's, you know, fruit that you're gathering from I, it in the winter? I try not to get it on the fruit. It's not systemic, so it doesn't move into the fruit from the leaves. But, you know, who wants to spray chemicals on the Meyer lemon that I might eat? So I try to put a little piece of paper or something on top of the fruit if it's nearby. Okay, how often should I be spraying the neem oil on, on the plants? 
Whatever the label says, but generally okay. oil sprays don't, you know, there's not a, they don't last for a long time. And so you spray, I would say every five days, every seven days, something like that. But read the label. If it says different, then follow the label. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. It's great talking to you, Mike. Thank you for calling. Who's next? Vicky, 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 and Dunwitty. Hey, hey Vicky. good morning, Walter. Good morning, Vicky. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. I'm looking forward to see you again soon for Italy trip. Oh, yeah. that'd be great. We'll go to Italy together and have a wonderful time, Vicky. Yes, I love to do this the next time you go. Um, I'm be, keep on watching and see, you know, when you go, and I'm right. going to do this. Uh, but Presima tree is yeah. the question today. All right. Um, do they grow in Georgia? Yes, ma'am. They do well grow in Georgia. And where can I buy it? Well, let's think. <clears throat> Would you like a, the American persimmon, the one, Vicky, that is about the size of a silver dollar, a little bit smaller than a golf ball? Or would you like the Asian persimmon that is about as big as a baseball? Which one is the best test, do you know? Which one Honestly, you I think the Asian would be a better choice. I'll tell you okay, why. Okay, good, good. The American persimmon is a very tall tree. And you have to have a male and a female persimmon near to each other. So you have two trawl trees in your landscape, which you may not want to have. No, no. So yeah. the Asian persimmons, several of them are self-fruitful. They pollinate themselves, which is great. And there's one in particular, Vicki, called Jiro, J-I-R-O, Jiro. Almost like Jiro. <laughs> exactly, almost like Jiro. If you're from, you're from Greece, you know how to yeah. pronounce the word. Yeah. Yeah. So Giro is um, notable because the flesh does not get astringent like normal American persimmons. You've probably in your life had a green persimmon. It makes your mouth turn inside out. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I know. Uh, so be careful when you have green the persimmons. Orange. I need the orange color. Yeah. All right. The orange, the Giro persimmon changes color to an orange color when it's, when it's ripe. But frankly... Yeah. You can slice it like an apple. You can just yes. take a knife and slice the flesh off, and it's still sweet, it's firm, not astringent. And you can buy it. Let's see where I can tell you to do. I know there are a couple of places in Georgia that you can look for fruit trees. I don't think Pike has persimmons, Asian persimmons, but call Pike and ask. I, mean, I, can, I, I, just don't I know. can go by there and ask. Okay, yeah, that's just ask great. and see. Do you have okay, Asian but persimmons? But I need the ash. The Giro. Yeah, Giro. Yeah, the exactly. Giro Prosima. Exactly. If they don't have it at Pike, then um, there's a, a nursery down in Brooks, Georgia called Ison, I S O N, Ison Nursery. I know they have persimmons. Okay. okay. And there is, uh, do, 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 who else would have persimmons? There used to be one up in LJ, and they've gone out of business, or the owner retired more than. We're going to look for that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I tell you another. If you want to buy one online, and frankly, you can get a lot more selection of different varieties of many different fruit trees if you go online. And I, when Bill Ford retired up in LJ, when he retired, I said, Bill, I got to have a list of people you trust, people who I now can send people to because I used to send them to you. Who would you trust? And so he gave me a list of nurseries that are in other states around the Southeast, Vicky. Okay. And I noted them on my website. So if you go to WalterReeves.com. Yes. Type the word Ford, F-O-R-D, like the okay. car, because that's Ford. Bill's okay. name, and that'll bring you right to the page that says, here are the things Bill Ford recommends. That's absolutely nice. Thank you very much. When do they plant those? Now. 
anytime between now and what February, March, get it in the ground. Okay. All right. I think this is a great information. Yeah, those persimmons. When you eat one, one of those nice firm zero persimmons, you'll think of me. All right. Very good. Very good. I always think about the trip zone. Okay. Look, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you so oh, much yourself. for the information. Yourself the same, Vicky. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. 404-872-0750 is the number. In the next half hour, Homer in Atlanta says he'll have fast-growing evergreen trees. Needs a recommendation for that. Cliff out in Conyers has the quality of recycled mulch. He wants to know, I'm going to put it on my vegetable garden. Is it safe to use? We'll talk to them and maybe you, 404-872-0750. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. Baby's good to me, you know she's happy as can be, you know she said so. I'm in love with her and I feel fine. I love that harmony. love that harmony. The Beatles, you can't go wrong with the Beatles. Quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Today, sunny, breezy, high of 50, low of 34 overnight. Sunday, more clouds, late night showers, high of 53, but only a low of 41 Sunday night. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Homer comes up right now on News Talk WSB. Hey, Homer. How you doing, Walter? Homer, I'm doing fine. What's going on? Oh, I need to know uh, your uh, your thickest, tallest growing, fastest growing uh, evergreen that you can think of, and uh, I can and 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 the biggest I can buy and where I can get them. I I got this I got this guy building some townhouses next door to me. He was supposed to leave a buffer zone, oh, yeah. but he he yanked on, he took every tree out. Got Every it. tree out. It's right there on Brockcliffe Road, right around the corner from Toco, in your neighborhood. <laughs> so, so, Homer, is it going to be in full sunshine where you plant these trees? Uh, well, let's see. They took all the trees out, so it would be full sunshine right. from uh, in the, in the uh, afternoon. But in the morning, the sun comes up on the on the east side yeah uh, it wouldn't get much it wouldn't get much sun in the morning but in the afternoon it'd get full sunshine i think that's fine i think you're still fine with anything i would suggest i think you'll be fine and of course you got the pike nursery right there on you know yeah right there, right there at Toco. I, I, I saw you there one time <laughs> ask them ask pike number one if they have any big trees and sometimes they keep some trees a little further out from atlanta or some Stores, I should say. Some stores further out from Atlanta have larger trees than the ones that oh. are sort of in town. So ask okay. them to look on their inventory and say, what is the sizes you have further out, uh-huh. Cumming or, or Milton or someplace further out? Um, well, what is the biggest that you would recommend that I would could buy? And, you know, and Leland Cypress, I hate to say many times, I, I do say bad things about Leland Cypress, but the <laughs> fastest growing, most evergreen, sun tolerant, if you'll water it that first year, Homer, if you water it and take care of it that first year, 
Uh-huh. Leland Cypress would screen it Leland, real quickly. Okay, Leland Cypress. Yeah. And and the biggest ones you think I could buy, where do you think that would be? Further out on, uh, you know, from Pike, just ask the Pike folks, what's the largest one they have in inventory? Okay, ask them. And Leland Cypress. Yeah. And, uh, the only other thing I, I want to mention to you, Homer, is that it's boring. It's real boring, as a matter of fact, to look at a line of just solid green Leland Cypress. And if you want to make something a little more visually appealing, there's a uh-huh. tree called a Cryptomeria. And Cryptomeria grows almost as fast as the Leland Cypress. And it's a different texture, different look to the needles on a Cryptomeria. And because you're my friend Homer, one more, one more suggestion. Besides the Leland Cypress, Cryptomeria, the last one is Green Giant. Arborvitae, green giant arborvitae. And again, go to Pike, say, Where's the biggest one? I'll go out there and have it, you know, truck it down here to me and plant those, and you'll get pretty, pretty, pretty fast screening. Sure will. Homer, thanks so much for calling. 657 and one half at News Talk WSB. Back to more lawn and garden after news. <laughs> 